You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Press to mode. Press to mode. Turns out there was another whale, and his name was Maybe Dick. Welcome to This Week in Gaming. <laughs> Welcome to This Week in Gaming. I'm Proxy. I am Sarah. And I am Death, Destroyer of Worlds, Devourer of Souls. Perfect. It's nice to have you with us. <laughs> yeah, we're honored that you could be here today. I know you have a busy schedule, and uh, it's a busy schedule. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. So anyway... Uh, Thank you guys for joining us again. It's been a long, long week. It's sure been a very has. strange work a day, off a day, work a day, yeah. off a day, work a day. Having a holiday, <sighs> like a, a national holiday in the middle of the week is so weird. Because it's like you have one day off and you're like, yeah, everybody's drunk. And then you have to go back to work the next day. Like what? Yeah. yeah. It's like when Christmas is in the middle of a week. So you'll work Monday and have Christmas Eve Tuesday and Christmas Wednesday off, but then you go back to work and it's like, why am I here? Who's coming in the day after Christmas? Why? Yeah, because they couldn't put Christmas freaking closer to New Year's. Yeah. I feel like if I was running a company, just like, aside from the fact that you'd have a very short, very low work week, it'd just be like, oh yeah, Christmas Eve falls on a Tuesday, so why bother coming in Monday? And then why don't you just not come back until like the third? Just yeah. have two weeks off. Right. It would, it would be like when you're in school and it's like, yeah, eh. school's got the right idea. Yeah. As soon as they're like, there's no more summer vacations in the real world. And I'm like, I don't want to be part of this real world. Yeah. Then. Which is crazy because there absolutely is work at a college. You get yeah. all the Monday holidays off. <laughs> yeah. You got to work with the school schedule. Yeah. It's great. I and mean, that's why no one wants to pay like professors, teachers and school administrators any more than they're making because they're like, oh, you get to have holidays off. Yeah. You get yeah. snow days. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I wish I had those. I work 40-hour days. <laughs> it's like, you did this to you. Yeah. Anyway, so, Morgan, what have you been playing this week? Games. <sighs> and that's the show. Thank you for joining us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> ba, ba, na, ba. Uh, no, um, I've been playing a few things here and there. Um, random one-offs I've been playing because Game Pass. Um, Super Lucky's Tale. It's this cutesy little platformer. I've heard of it. It's okay. It's it's just a platformer, really. Uh, there's nothing really to talk about. Kind of like almost Banjo-Kazooie style N64. It's cute. Mm. That That's about all I can say about it. Mm. It's not great. It's not bad. And then... You accidentally beat another game this week yeah i bought so last week during the podcast i bought my friend pedro and then a day later i accidentally beat my friend pedro yeah so if anybody happens, on normal settings if anybody happens to have a tally of how many times morgan's accidentally beat a game please let me know and we're literally i'm going to keep track of it on the whiteboard in here <laughs> because i feel like it's a theme now yeah we have to add another counter <laughs> We're going to have to add it right underneath the uh, days since days, last days. Yeah, or right under the dick that Nikki drew with many veins. So veiny. <laughs> yep. I bet um, there's a code somewhere in those veins. 
It's code vein. Wow. I mean, we already have the times Morgan has quit. Yep. And we used to have um, days since last bogus, Mm -hmm. which was great. Because of Red Dead Redemption 2. And there were so many bogus moments. And that was great. It was bogus. It was bogus. But otherwise, um, so I accidentally beat my friend Pedro. It looked good. Yeah. It looked interesting. And then for some reason or another, I don't remember if we were talking about it, about Watch Dogs or not, or if I just happened to see an ad for Legion, which isn't out yet, obviously. But I went on Steam because it's summer sale till Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I wonder how much Watch Dogs 2 is. So I bought Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> I bought, like, the ultimate edition for, like, $21. So, like, I couldn't complain. Yeah. And I've been playing that for a good amount of the week. And then today I bought Watch Dogs 1 yeah. ultimate edition for, like, $10. And going from a second iteration of a game to the first to iteration. The first. Was it like going from Assassin's Creed 2 to Assassin's Creed? Because I feel like that... Was kind of the jump they made. It's for for me, in my eyes, it's like going from Mario 64 to Mario 1. Oh, God. Not graphically, but just like... The feel. Controls and... Mm. Like, so like just for an example, in Watch Dogs 2, you click the thumbstick to run. That makes sense. That's right? what every game does. No, not in Watch Dogs 1. Watch Dogs 1, it's the right trigger. You hold the right trigger. Weird. That is some quantic dream shit. Yeah. Yeah. When it's like, okay, hold right trigger to walk forward and then use the stick to turn left and right when you're walking. I'm like, what am I controlling? A fucking tank? Yeah, pretty much. No. Like, in one or in two, if you hold the right trigger, that's how you like do your parkour. Yeah. And you can can climb shit. And this one, it's you got to hold B to do that. And it's like, no. Because <laughs> let is, me remap the controls. B is melee. <laughs> like you can't go from one backwards to the other. Right, exactly. You know? Plain and simple. I'm very excited because now I can play them because I, I That's thought part we, of the reason why I bought it. I thought we still had them for PS3 slash four. I don't remember what one came out on. PS3. Uh and I guess we don't anymore. I think you got rid of them a long time ago because you played them and you were like, I have I've had I've made my peace with these. These can go back to GameStop now. Yeah, pretty much. And I was super sad. Um but I have to figure out something in because with my computer, for some reason, one is very laggy if I'm going fast in a vehicle. It's really weird. But two isn't. I think it's just the engine that they're using. Could be. Because, like, I can run two in ultra settings. And there's maybe a hiccup here and there, maybe once every three hours. Whereas one, I have it on, like, medium settings. It's, it set itself to ultra. And I was like, cool, ultra. I'm like, great. Set it, I set it to medium, and it's still like, uh, uh, when you're driving. And it's oh like, my. I can't do this because a lot of the missions require you to drive and escape the cops. Yeah, and it's like, great. yeah. Yeah. I remember one where I lost my car, and I was like, I need to just, this will be easy. There's a highway right there. I'm just going to go and steal someone's car. <laughs> and I go out to the highway, and I swear to God, it's like, the middle of nowhere, no one is driving through. <laughs> yep. No one. It's always when you need it. Yeah. And I'm like looking, I can like see to the horizon. And I'm like, no one's coming that way. And as I turn around to look, someone passes me by and I'm like, no. <laughs> it's the, the great Acme solution. It is. 
Um, Laws of cartoons. You look both ways to the horizon down the street, see no cars, go to cross, get hit by truck. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I played something else this week. Uh, you play that Bloodstained. Oh, yeah. Game. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Yeah. It's very Castlevania-esque. Yeah. It's... But you're a hot lady. Yeah, you're a lady. It's I'm a lady. It's hard. Like, I haven't gotten through the first boss because I just haven't figured out the timing of the boss. Because just like any other, like, like NES, SNES for era Castlevania, you have to know the timing of these bosses to not die. Yeah, it's, it's strategy. Fantastic. It's stress. Stress! It was stressful watching you do it. And then I played some Crash Team Racing. Hell yeah. Because we picked that up. Because I turned in like $180 worth of games. Which is crazy because I don't think if you were to take GameStop's entire collection on their shelves and trade them all in, you might not get one hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, it's because a couple of the games were still rather new. Like I returned Mortal Kombat eleven. And, and oh, that Force. is still hot. And Jump Force, which is still hot. They were both like twenty to thirty dollars each. Mm. And then just sundry for everything else. Oh, like uh, the Master Chief Collection because I have Game Pass. I don't need the disc. The Master Chief Collection got me like another thirty dollars, so I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, I bought this used. Yeah, so whatever. And then Sonic All Star Racing, or Sonic Sonic Team Racing. Sonic Team Racing was the I other. Think. I don't know the the Sonic Racing whatever. game on the yeah, Switch, the new one. <laughs> Either way, uh, I picked that up as well and played that. That's it. Yeah. No, no Skyrim this week because yeah. I I outdid myself for Skyrim for yeah. right now. That's okay. We still love you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Rob, what did you play this week? I played Crash Team Racing. I think that was it. <gasps> but it's everything that I wanted. It's really funny. I realized when I was playing last night that whenever a themed video game about something that isn't a main title comes out, like Mario Tennis or Sonic Racing... I'm always like, oh, that's so stupid. Like, just play the base games. But they're the best games sometimes. But with Crash, it's the complete opposite. And like, yeah, the the original three games that got remastered, I love them. They're great. But those weren't my childhood as much as Crash Team Racing was. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I, f <laughs> I feel like I'm a hypocrite a little bit for being See, like, whereas, racing games and golf games are dumb. But where, if it's Crash Bandicoot. With the, cr the Crash games, I'm the opposite. Because yeah. like... The first three games were my childhood. I didn't. I I played Crash Team Racing once, and I was drunk. So like, <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, I was up yeah. in the cabin. <laughs> I was way past my like. I was in my mid twenties by yeah. the time I played Crash Team Racing for the yeah, first time. Where like that was we owned four games for the PS One when I was a kid, and. Sometimes you got to just put Digimon World down and just race your little brother and fucking destroy it, him. It's partially also because like, don't played, I know it? We played, <laughs> we played real racing games in my house. I know. Well, I never had the, what, like Andretti racing. The like first Gran Turismo, the first real racing game I had, I was like, what, 13, 14. And I got Corvette, Corvette. for the PS2. Like <laughs> my standards are so low, but it's, it's such a good remake. Everything is the way it should be, but better. The load times are horrible. The load times are terrible. But it's also kind of nice because it's like, okay, well, I accidentally uh, started a race. Time to wait 45 seconds. I guess I'll go take a pee break or whatever. But, like, the map 
the little mini map that you have when you're driving around is very confusing. And I feel like it was always confusing. And I feel like they could have updated it and made it a little bit easier because you just have dots and symbols. And it took me like 20 minutes of driving around before that I was like, blinking dots oh, are the ones that you can race on. No, it was just like, oh, that symbol means that the blinking ones are ones you can play. Blue ones are new. Yellow ones are ones you've done before and you can do challenges. And then there's like weird symbols and there's all this stuff. And it was just very confusing at first because I didn't remember that. But it's like you could have made this a little bit simpler, I think. But whatever. It's great. I try to always come in first because I'm really competitive when it comes to racing games. What? I was just looking at the sticker. Oh, my Totoro sticker. Yeah. I think that's all I played, though, because when we were at GameStop, Morgan was like, do you want anything? And I was like, I want Crash. No, I didn't even ask you. You were like, I want Crash. I was like, okay. Well, you were like, do you want to look at anything? And I was like, I want Crash. <laughs> and then I wanted the Switch version so that we could just, wherever we are, I could conceivably play Smash anywhere in the whole world. Smash. I, I mean, you can I could play Smash, too. too. I meant Crash. Stupid onomatopoeia. <laughs> What did you play this week, Proxy? <laughs> oh, man. So there's like, I kind of dipped my toes in everything this week because Steam sales are crazy and I bought a yes. lot of games and then I needed to play all those games. Yeah. And also having a day off for what I thought was going to be having a tooth ripped out of my head, but was really just Dr. Zhivago freaking out on me. <laughs> Nervous cleaning. <laughs> You're just like, hey. I basically had Keef as my dentist. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I can't do it. Not today. It's not in the stars. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh. So oh, anyway, geez. so I had that day off and then I just, unfortunately, my dentist appointment set me in like a mood yeah, that just crashed the rest of my day. It sure did. And then Thursday I had off, but we were doing, you know, American things. Yeah. Like explosions and guns and boobies and beer. That's yeah. like, you know, America. Oh, I so, only got the boobies part. Oh. Well, we had explosions outside of our we did. window. Yeah. But. Um, so, all right. Let me see where to begin. Obviously, we streamed uh, Dust and Elysian Tale, which I'm getting so into. Yeah. Uh, we just ran into Haley, one of the other characters that you come across a little, depending, I guess, later in the game, depending on how you go about things. The way that I went about things, it feels like later on in the game. Oh, that's the other game I bought. Yeah, it was, it was Dust. Dust. It's so good. I love it with the controller. I highly, if you if you are listening and you haven't picked it up, pick it up while it's still on sale. Three dollars and forty nine cents. Yeah, and you will not regret. It's such a good game. So, found my my new in game crush, Haley, of course. and then uh, we ended up playing Persona Five on Wednesday because I thought I was going to have a face full of hurt on Tuesday. Yeah. Is Haley the blacksmith? Yep. Okay. Um. So we played some Persona 5, got a little farther in that. I found out they have a whole wonderful world of DVD rental in that game with such glorious titles as Guy Mikfer and the <laughs> X Folders. Oh, my God. So good. We spent a good like five minutes laughing about it because you can go home and watch them. Like it doesn't show you any animation or anything. Yeah. But you get a little bit of the voice coming from the TV. And one of the dudes because we rented the X Folders because you had to. And <laughs> it was uh, Agent Skullsy. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I must have missed that. Uh, it part. was real good. But that game is going to Annabelle's like, you guys beat the main boss, right? And we're like, no, <laughs> the base game for Persona 5 is a 90 hour game, yeah. 96 hour game. It's a commitment. If you want to complete it, it's like 200 hours. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. Um, it's 
it's an SMT game. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Like, I think Digital Devil Saga is right, right around 50 to 100 hours. And that was for PS2. So, uh, then, let's see. I started playing some Elite Dangerous. Yeah. Let me let me tell you all on the podcast <laughs> a little story about Elite Dangerous. Just we talked guess. a little bit about it last week and how it handles. I got the I was doing the tutorials. Now it's separated into like a handful of simple tutorials. One to fly your ship and give you the controls. One to get you used to undocking from one station, flying to another, and then docking at that station. And then one for combat. Yeah. I passed all of those just fine. Because then there's you've one played games before. Right. And then there's one for mining. And so I get in and it's like I have no power to my ship at the moment because they're explaining things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so to mine, you're going to need to get your hard points out and get your mining lasers ready. So I do that. And then it's like, you're using too much power. Quick, shut off something you don't need, like probably your shield. And I'm like, okay, that sounds easy enough. So it's like, go over here and turn off the shield, but I don't know how to turn it off. I can just put it from a primary to a secondary to a primary to a secondary. And then I figured out how to shut it off because I'm an idiot. So I shut it off and I've got power again. So then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to mine this asteroid I'm in front of. So I go to mine an asteroid and I pull the trigger and it doesn't do anything and just says, press to switch modes. And I'm like, press what to switch modes? And it's like, press to switch modes. And I'm like, just shoot the freaking thing. <laughs> shoot press. the laser beam. And it was press like, no, to mode. you can't do that while in cockpit mode. Press to switch modes. And so I look up online and I'm like, what do I press to switch modes? What is it talking about? And I don't find anything. And then I message my buddy Crispy and I'm like, Crispy, the fuck do I do? And he goes, oh, yeah. So funny story. They never like assigned it a key. You need to go into your settings and assign that a key. And I'm like, Chris, this is a tutorial. This is a one of the small handful of things they give to new players who have never played this game before yeah. to understand the basic mechanics. And they didn't map a necessary button. Press to mode. Press to mode. And so I went into the controls. There are a thousand different things that are not mapped. Mm. That it's just. Which is crazy. What? Like, do you just have to remap certain things when you need? There's only so many keys on a keyboard. Like, the, this <laughs> game would be ideal if I could build an entire flight base where have- <laughs> I've got the throttle and the joystick and all the command things and a VR headset. And yeah. the seat moves. Right. And, and like, it's all like gyro force feedback type shit. That would be ideal. And I think then it would be the perfect game for anyone mm-hmm. trying it out because it'd be simple. Press to mode. Trying to do everything with a QWERTY keyboard, forget it. Uh, but I finally, so I finally got it. And I'm like, okay, that's mapped. I'm going to take a break, take a breather. I'm going to get back into this later. And I'm going to go ahead and go and scoop up my stuff. Yeah. Scoop. So I went back in it <laughs> yesterday. Oh, no. I successfully, before they even told me to, I cut power to my shields. So then everything's fine. My power is good. I take out my mining lasers. I switch modes. I press to switch mode. <laughs> and I fire at the asteroid until a piece breaks off. Now, you know, there's nothing stopping momentum in space. So the piece breaks off and just starts floating in whatever direction it was going. And yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Now I just need to go ahead and scoop it. So they're like, okay, we'll deploy your cargo scoop. And I'm like, I can do that. And it could, like lowers the cargo scoop. And he has a little box with other little boxes inside it as like a pop-up HUD thing. Mm-hmm. To show you, like, where the item is within your scoop. And you just got to get it near the center and scoop it up. So 
But first things first, you have to find the freaking floating piece of debris, target the piece of debris, face the piece of debris, and then start flying for it. Now, you can't line it up with your actual sights on the ship because that'll just ram it right into your window. Yeah. You need to try and get it to go under your ship and then target it within that little reticle inside the thing. And if you miss, you have to flip around and all of a sudden, like, the slight gravity of your ship has pulled that piece back in (laughs) orbit around you. And I'm like, what is going on? Sometimes realism. And so I messaged Crispy again and I'm like, dude. Why is mining harder than Michael Jackson at the Kids' Choice Awards? <laughs> he goes, oh, no. <laughs> He's like, to be fair, in the main game, you can actually just get dro- uh, drones that will pick stuff up for you so you oh. don't have to scoop it. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. At this point, like, if their goal is frustrate you so much with the tutorial that you spend real money on things to make the game easier, they're winning. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely rant right. over. I still really love that game because it's still beautiful. Press and to switch mode. Press to switch That's mode. That's the title of this episode. Press, Press to, to switch, switch mode. mode. Remind me of that after we're done recording or I will forget. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, forget. If you're listening to this, just please go in the comments wherever you're listening and just leave a comment that says press to switch mode. Yeah. Um, if you're listening so, and this episode is not titled that, you know that we succeeded at being ourselves and forgetting. Yes. <laughs> um, I then also played... I picked up and went on a freaking buying spree. Yes. I bought like two or three people copies of Dust and Elysian Tale. I also bought like 15 people copies of Furry Girls. Because it, sure it was 99 cents, right? It was 56 cents. My God. Should've it was like $1.99 if I wanted to get the DLC with it. Yeah. So I bought the DLC with it for like three people. Yeah. Um, And I was like, send this out into the world. And oh my God. It's you still at the claim years. Is there like a time limit? Because the, so. the email didn't say anything, so I was like, I don't feel like logging into Steam and getting an no, email. just whenever. Waiting for the email. I'll just wait. Just download yeah. the Steam app and do it. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> the fact that I can buy games on the Steam app is what's it's dangerous. That's, my wallet. That's, what, that's the problem I have. Yeah. I only wish that I could just set things to remote download. That's, like I can with the PlayStation. Yeah, that's why, like, now if I'm on the Steam app, it's only because I know it's, like, the summer sale or the winter yep. sale. And I know I'm not going to spend more than, like, $25. That got dangerous for me. Yes. Uh, I bought so many copies of Fairy Girl. And my God, what a game. It's just old school puzzles like Brick Breaker. And, Was uh, that the one that you were just playing? Peace Swap. Yeah. A Peace Swap puzzle thing. Yeah. And it unlocks Naughty Yif images from... I don't even remember some of the artist names, but apparently they're big artists in the furry community that I didn't know about and now hmm. I do know about. So you so. can find them on DeviantArt? Uh, or for Affinity. You know, E621, wherever you want to go to find them, just go there and find them. And you're probably well, more well versed than I am. But that was okay. And then I, I, while I was sitting around relaxing, I was like, I want to find some people that are streaming Elite Dangerous. So I look up Elite Dangerous to see who's actually streaming it. And there is one dude. He's a Catholic priest, Father Bill. He's got the VR headset on with googly eyes on it (laughs) and the white priest collar. And whatnot. Full get up. Um, he is a Catholic priest and he has like the the word of God just like it's a night bot type deal where he's yeah. like preaching his sermons while he's playing. And I'm like this. I hate how much I like this. So I went through because he's a super chill dude. Yeah. And I went through to find out like what else he plays. And it's basically Elite Dangerous and Mech Warrior. And I'm like, huh. I wonder if the Mech Warrior games are any good. I'm pretty sure Rody has brought those up a couple times in our Discord. Yeah. She didn't, but she also plays it. Yeah. So I find Mech Warrior online for free on Steam. 
So it's one of those. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's free. I can try it. I downloaded it. I played through the tutorial. I uninstalled it. <laughs> it's not a bad game. It's just that it's very, very slow. It's like World of Tanks, but you're tall. Ew. Yeah. Like, if you're into World of Tanks, try Mech Warrior because it's real good. Like, the way that it's set up is nice, but it's just way too slow for me. They use the whole, like, your feet and torso can go two different directions. So, like, yeah. when you're driving a tank and you can be pushing forward and going to your left. I mean, I've but played you're looking right. older Mech Warrior games. Yeah. They're, they're all so like that. It was interesting. It wasn't a bad experience. It's just not something I find myself sinking any amount of time into. Uh, but that made me think, like, oh, what other mech games have I played in the past? Because it's not many. I never played any, like, the Gundam games. Or, yeah. Like, I played the demo for Omega Boost. Um, but then I was talking about it with Boss Man Kev today while we were walking around. And he's like, you ever play those older games? Like, what was it? And I was like, like, Armored Core? Armored Core was my shit. I only had a demo, but I played the daylights <laughs> out of Armored Core. And so I looked up Armored Core because I knew they had a relatively newer one. Yeah. I think it's Armored Core 5. came out 2012 because I can't find anything for Armored Core 6, but there's like a spiritual successor. Yeah. So but I, so I look it up and I looked up the E3 demo for Armored Core 5. And as soon as the intro drops in and it goes from software and I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> so now I as we were discussing your games, I had to look up. And yeah, it's from software did the Armored Core series. Things that I didn't know, but now I know. Yeah. Because I didn't start caring about From Software till Dark Souls. I mean, mm -hmm. if you want to play a mech game, I've got one for you. Oh. Hundred Foot Robot. <sighs> hundred Foot Robot Golf. Oh no. Well, it's called just Hundred Foot Robot. No, it's Hundred Foot Robot. Is golf. it golf? Yeah. Well, I know it's a golf game, but I, you I literally only know play that. as mechs. I only know that because two of the McElroy brothers are voices in it. Playing golf. It's f and it's you can amazing. you can like shoot at the ball while it's in the air like and you can fuck with the person you're fighting against by just literally like walking into their way, but you're a hundred feet tall. It's so wow. funny to watch. Um, so outside of that, I picked up and played a little bit of both Mass Effect and Mass Effect Two. I picked up the first one just because I hope to God the controls are a little bit better on PC. I'm not expecting anything big from it, but it was only five bucks. Yeah. And I can mod it on PC. So that's true. Even if it handles like a bathtub, <laughs> at least it can look like a shiny turd. I hope. Yeah. I went in. I wanted to get some screen caps to compa for comparison because I was working on installing the texture pack mods. Yeah. The 4K texture packs. Sure. Huh. They look the screen caps of them look really good. I haven't got them installed and running yet. Yeah, I was working on it last night, but I wanted to get some screen caps from before so I could compare them to how it looks after and see how the performance is. Mm -hmm. So I go into Mass Effect one and I max the shit out of everything. And then I go to set resolution because it looks kind of small, like six by eight, like 600 by 800, yeah. four by three. And uh, it doesn't even understand what 1080 is. Oh, no. It doesn't even understand what 720 is. That's nuts. I had to set it 16 by 9, like 1280 by 800. Wow. And I was like, uh, I know that's technically better than 720, but like it doesn't look it. That's that game nuts. didn't age well at all. It's so funny. I'm interested to see how the texture pack picks up for that. Yeah. It's funny because like I have the, the whole collection of all three for PS3. I bought it years ago at Best Buy for $45 because we had a $50 gift card. And I said, if I don't buy these now, I never will. And I have played one for 20 minutes and then I fucking gave up. And that was like Extra Life 2017 that I Did tried. Did you start with the first one? Yeah. 
I can't. I it's can't. it's one of those games like I'm only now feeling like I'll be able to play the first one through because I've beaten the second one. Yeah. If it wasn't so. So I feel the, like now I'm willing to Quentin Tarantino it and go back in time yeah. <laughs> and play through the first yeah. part to get the story yeah. and to set myself up for things I know are going to happen mm. in two because That's, your save games care. You, you know what works out? YouTube. Uh, just YouTube the story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that too. Yeah. Watching someone else suffer through it. But there's nothing quite like car. living it. Yeah. Feeling like my decisions mean something even though they don't. Yeah. Like <laughs> Mass Effect is like, it, it's a great series, I'm sure. But it's like, I feel like you have to know everything that happened in order to understand where it's like Bioware's other huge series, Dragon Age. You can jump in at any point And yeah, you missed a lot of overarching world plot, but the characters are all different. There's like a couple carryovers from each game, but everybody is so different. You're not just like constantly playing Shepard the whole time with the same team of five people. So the great thing, if you get a chance to try and play two, if you have that itch and you want to play a Bioware game in space, play that two. Isn't Andromeda? They they manage yeah. <laughs> they manage to wrap up the entire story of one in one of those like the year was this, then mm-hmm. this happened, then this happened, and then now we're here. Oh. And you can build a whole new shepherd and they kind of explain everything. Yeah. There's some shit happens. I won't say what. And then they're just like, okay, here, make a new shepherd yeah. then. I, I know that with Dragon Age, um, when you start three, it's like, do you have a Dragon Age keep account? And when I first started, I was like, what the fuck is that? Of course I don't. And I later learned that if you have either never played the two original games or if you've played them on like different consoles and it didn't carry over. You can just go on the website, make an account, go on the website, and then you choose what events happened in the first two games. Like, who your player character was, who they romanced, if Hawk was a mage or a whatever. And it's crazy. And then you save that to your account, go into Dragon Age 3, log in, and the actual Inquisition game, if you start it up that way, will be the way that it was on your account that you like set up the story. So like I kept trying to do it and I don't think it worked. The lore changes. The, the lore will change. Cause it's like you play as obviously a very important, important person, important person in each of the games. Duh. That's like the point of video games, but it's like the choices that you make always matter. So it's like, you can go in and be like, yeah, I killed all the mages in the first one or whatever the fuck. And in inquisition that will have happened. And in two, you can choose to be, a lady version of Hawk or a guy version of Hawk. And you can choose that in the Dragon Age Keep website. And then when Hawk shows up in Inquisition, could be a lady, could be a dude. I can't get it to work. So he's always a dude, (laughs) but trying every time I start a new game, I try, but it's like, that's so cool that they like try to fill in the gaps because they know that nobody is going to sit there through all three games. And to my knowledge, Bioware was one of the first companies to be like, when Mass Effect 1 came out, it was such an, a controversy with the whole sex in a video game. Mm-hmm. And everyone's losing their damn minds. And they're like, what? You can't have sex with characters in a video game? That's lewd and crazy. And, and they're aliens. And they're, Yeah. And that's not allowed. And now people are like... My now video, it seems very tame. My video game doesn't have romance. Are you kidding? And it's like, that's not the point. And then nowadays you get like The Witcher. Yeah. For the point of it, basically, is to just fuck. And then when they announce Mass Effect 2 and they're like, the things you did in the first game will carry over to the second game. And yeah. everyone's like, what? 
Yeah, it was iconic at the time. Yeah, because I mean, Bioware was like one of the first to do that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just going to carry you to be the same character. You've got your history and everything you've done and it all meant something. Yeah. I mean, obviously they were limited by the times. Yeah. I'm limited by the technology of my times. Yeah. But it was still incredible. Yeah. But honestly, if you haven't picked up Mass Effect, try the second one. The second one had me hooked pretty much from start to finish. Yeah. Which was nice. I mean, I still own them. I would just have to dust off the PS3 just and actually play <sighs> them. There's so many games that I'm like, I should play that. And I'm just. That's me with the Uncharted series. Unfortunately. Yeah. I've started Uncharted. I started Uncharted one a while ago. And I was like, because I watched Morgan play four. And I was like, oh, I actually really like this. <laughs> I wish I knew. And started one. And I was like, this is clunky as fuck. Never mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the gist of what I've played this week. I dabbled in Dauntless, but that's Dauntless. That's, it, yeah, it's that's the a, same thing pretty much every given. time. Uh, so games that are coming at you next week. Bear with me. The Lost Robots and the Complete Collection for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. By the way, that's Tuesday, July 9th, because I'm dumb and forgot to mention that. Um, Senran Kagura, Peach Beach for the Switch. Peach, Peach Ball. Peach Ball. Oh, sorry. Peach Ball. Did they shorten the title? Because it was Senran Kagura, uh, Peach Beach Splash or something like that when it was the PS4 Maybe that's just version. like too much. Probably. Uh, I'm impressed that that's coming to... Oh, okay. They had... Um, crimson something on the 3ds still i don't know it's weird to me but that's coming to the switch and they are billions is coming to the four. Oh, i'm sorry <laughs> <The> ps4 <laughs> just the four well. just the four is coming to the fourth dimension when i write it in my shorthand <laughs> i just write four xb sw and pc so sometimes i just forget that it's <laughs> all good i kind of figured that was your shorthand uh wednesday july 10th soul Seraph for ps4 xbox one switch and pc on Thursday, July 11th, we'll get Blazing Chrome for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Sky, Children of the Light for iOS. iOS. Oh, that's the. I think that's, that's the, the journey, game from the Journey, journey people. Yes. Oh, uh, that since, game company. And yeah. since I still have an iPhone lying uh, around suspiciously, do. I'm going to get it. Uh, Professor Lupo and his horrible pets for Switch and PC. And then Friday, July 12th, Dragon Quest Builders 2 for PS4 and Switch, and God Eaters 3 for the Switch. It's busy week next week, but nothing huge. It like, Sky is, is maybe going to be great, but this it's just like a bunch of stuff. And we finally have the, the gold games, the games with gold, and the plus sting things, now that they're out. Stuff. Wait, no, that's something different. Yeah. I yeah. lied to you. We have games for gold, though. Yeah. Xbox One. We'll have Inside and Big Crown Showdown. And for the 360, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, and Meet the Robinsons. Not like Meet the Parents. No, Meet the Robinsons, think. which was a good fucking movie. <sighs> yeah, they fucking Xbox waited until Saturday to announce that. And which I was like, I said they'd do. Excuse you. I have a podcast to do on Friday <laughs> nights. Do you know how important it is that I report this? It's very important. For the they three people who care. Uh, so <laughs> that being said, that's what's coming at you next week. We will uh, take a short break and we'll be right back at you with uh, gaming news. Just hold on to something. <laughs> Your pants. Huh? Oh, um, yeah, this is an ad. This is definitely. Hi. Uh, welcome to the midway point of the show. Uh, I didn't see you come in, but uh, welcome. So 
Uh, oh, geez, I probably should have scripted something. Um, so, hey, uh, I spent some time and I changed around the way that the Yeah Dude Patreon works because there's so many things asking for your money these days. And I'm like, hey, you know, maybe we don't need a whole lot of subscriptions that people pay because, you know, you pay enough. You probably got like the Netflix and the Hulus and the Amazons and the Prime and all sorts of other crazy things. Maybe you pay for YouTube TV. I don't know your life. I don't know your story. All I know is that you're here listening to the podcast and you probably like it. I like it. It's fun. It's a fun thing to do. It's a nice thing to listen to. And sometimes you're like, man, I really want to get closer to that experience. You know what you can do? You head over to our Patreon and you know what you can get? You get like royalty-like treatment for guess what our highest tier is now guess what guess how much guess how much it is two dollars i didn't ask for a dime two dollars cash and for a two dollar monthly contribution to the show you can help us give back to the community because let's face it your two dollars won't help me much but i can help other people your collective monies can help us fund for games and fun activities for the community for well however long we are around for so that being said check out patreon.com backslash yeah dude and do a thing all right maybe uh back to the show up up down down left right left right ba select start welcome back <laughs> Twig, I'm going to throw it on over to Morgan for posterity and also the date and also the news. Oh, that's me. Yeah. yeah, coming to us live from the field. Oh, yeah, I forgot the death left and Morgan's here now. Yeah. Um. So, like Proxy said, this is This Week in Gaming, episode 117. Uh, forgot to say, this is uh, for posterity. Ew. Um, we are recording this on Friday, July 5th. When this hits your earballs, it will be my birthday. Yeah. Happy birth. Saturday, July 6th. Yeah. Uh, to start off our week, a little PlayStation Plus news. Um, they're, uh, they're pulling the old switcheroo on us. Somehow. Somehow. I mean, it's for the better, honestly. Yeah. Um, so Sony, as of Tuesday, had decided to substitute one of the G... One of the GGU, one of the July PS Plus games. Uh, they're switching out Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 for Detroit Become Human, which it's the digital deluxe edition. So cool, which includes Heavy Rain. Yeah. So that cool. like Another literally like play. right before the July games became available, they were like, uh, people hate this whole thing. Well, they just switch it with a good game. Yeah, there was an actual reason. And I know... It's not fun if we give people a free game for the month when they have to pay $100 per player. Yeah, I think that's what it was initially. Yeah. Um, Sony was the one to make the change. It wasn't like Konami, like Sony going to Konami saying like, hey, we want to change. Do you have another game for us? They're like, no, we're changing it to to Detroit. Mm -hmm. And because of it, I... I really wanted to start playing Detroit again this week, and I don't know why I didn't. I think I just didn't feel like hooking up my PS4 again and then committing 40 hours into a game that's going to make me cry at the end. And it's only like 15 to get through it, but... I wanted to try to do what I hadn't done before. Speed run? <laughs> I, think, I think I could do that. No, I wanted to try to do things actually Oh, yeah, wrong, the things that you haven't done. And I just... 
I can't do things bad. I can't. Everything just goes like wrong. A, it's a speed run to the character's death. How quickly can you get them killed? Yeah. Pretty, qu- pretty quick. It doesn't feel good, but I want those trophies. Anyway. <laughs> you, you go to work one day and I'll just do it for you. No. I have no problem playing bad. No. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. You'll just be at work like... I'm thinking about all the bad things that could be happening to Kara right now. And I'll just be at work not having any idea, and I'll just feel like a pang in my stomach, like, something is wrong. <laughs> Someone somewhere in the world is making bad my decisions. My Sarah sense is tingling. <laughs> <laughs> or I have to pee. I don't really know. Could a little be bit of both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the PS Plus games are out now. Yeah. Uh, they came out well, on the 4th? Whatever Tuesday was. The 2nd. The 2nd. Oh, even better. So check them out if you want to. If not, well, piss off. Yeah. Uh, Moving on from there, a little Skywind news. If you don't know what Skywind is, it's the uh, Morrowind Inside the Skyrim engine uh, remake, essentially. It's a mod, technically. It's officially a mod because there's no way they could just make a game. But it is essentially an entire game (laughs) rebuilt. Yeah, from scratch. If you want to play Morrowind, but you actually want good graphics and decent gameplay, ooh, shots fired. Um, sign up for Skywind. Um, but um, a new trailer for Skywind was released on Monday, as well as some general updates on the project. Uh, Skywind, Skywind. I'm having trouble talking today. Same. I haven't even finished half my drink. Uh, Skywind, as it currently exists, has officially been ported to the Skyrim remastered engine for stability and updated graphics. Uh, stability. And the, more than the original version, a little bit. And the Skywind team is desperate for volunteers in every department. Uh, anyone who is interested in applying to volunteer can go to, I can't read this. T-E-S-R skywind.com. Thank you. There's all updates and screenshots and videos there too, if you're like super interested. The latest trailer, they got a voice actress who has voiced in Bethesda games before to be the voice of Azura in that trailer. I didn't know that she had voiced before. Yeah, I didn't either. I read the YouTube comments and I was like, oh shit, boy, that's so cool. But it's a really, yeah, boy. It's a really good trailer. It is. I was very impressed by it. Yeah. And like, I actually played Morrowind when it came out. I have tried so many times. I cannot get myself to do it. But like, watching the trailer, they have like, you have your, your two hands in Skyrim and in this new version of Morrowind mod. You got more hands. You have both hands. It's like they took all of the best things about Skyrim and just put Morrowind's skin on it. But obviously it's not done. It's just what they have looks great. And I'm really excited because I want to play Morrowind, but I can't subject myself to that. I've tried. Also on their YouTube channel, I was looking the first ever video of Skywind was posted five years ago at the end of this month. Five years to make a mod that's putting an entire game inside of another game to make it better. Isn't that crazy? Yep. It's nuts. I like it. Yeah. That's dedication. That's what that is. Hell yeah. I don't know. I think you got to pump up those numbers. Those are rookie numbers. Rookie numbers. Uh, Either way. Um, you got to spend 20 years working on a game before releasing it. Then you can apply to work at Blizzard. Yeah. Speaking of rookie numbers, <laughs> uh, SGDQ was this past week. Uh, if you don't know what SGDQ is, it's Summer Games Done Quick. Um, so it ran last week from Sunday the 23rd to Sunday the 30th. 
doing speed runs to benefit Doctors Without Borders. Uh, they collectively crushed, absolutely crushed, yeah. their donation goal of $2 million for the whole week, ending up earning $3,036,304.42 as of today. Yeah, which I think that might be the final numbers because donations are kind of closed. Right. And that was with over 50,000 individual donations. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it wasn't evenly spread at all because Sunday or no, Saturday, final day, because it was going into Sunday morning. Yeah. So dawn of the final day, they started the day with, I think it was 1.3 million. Mm -hmm. And they raised 1.7 million in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I I did watch the last half hour of the last game. The, oh my god, when the Crunker, crowd is like chanting I was and like, screaming. I felt so emotional. Yeah. And like the dude who was playing the game was just like stone faced, like, no, I'm focused. I'm cool. I'm fine. He's like trying to extend things out a little bit. He's like, I want to be done with the game, but also like I, I want to keep the hype going. Yeah. I mean, at oh, the same god. time, like when we were watching um Link Between Worlds, that was when RTX gave their big donation. Yeah. Um, like no, no, it was Funhouse. Funhouse, but of it's Rooster, RTS. Of Rooster Teeth. No, Rooster Teeth people. Yeah. Funhouse donated, it was like $74,000 or $274,000 or something like that. I think it was 80 grand. I, it was yeah. a lot of money. It was, I don't it was a good chunk, but like still, like you see those numbers like, holy shit. Like, must be nice. Yeah. What are they doing that we're not? Right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nearly having an aneurysm from rage quitting games for three years. Yeah, that's fair. And um, then moving yeah. to Texas where it's cheap to live. Yeah. So um, we could just follow that, but it's so hot out there and, you know, dust and tornadoes. Yeah. Tornadoes. Everything's, everything's bigger down there. The houses, the paychecks, the gaming community, maybe. I don't know. Oh, in Austin? Yeah. yeah. Um, but either way. Uh, there were 139 speedruns in total. Uh, videos of each run have been posted on the Games Done Quick YouTube channel. Hell yeah. And the next GDQ event is going to be GDQ Express, which is going to be at TwitchCon in September to support Able Gamers. Yeah. I think, what was your favorite one that you happened to catch since oh or while God. it was happening? Because I have a favorite. Yes. <laughs> Do you? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We have a favorite. It was... Uh, the Wii version of Super Punch-Out. Oh, blind, God, yeah. Blindfolded. In where he, an hour and 10 minutes. In an hour and 10 minutes, which was t- like 20 minutes under his estimate. And it was crazy. I was so shook. It was great. I'm trying to remember. That I know there was one that I was watching that I was like, oh, this is so good. This is yeah. so good. And I don't remember for the life of me now what game it was. And I feel <laughs> bad about it. Well, whatever. Uh, it might have been... No, it wasn't Resident Evil 4 or 2. Was it Devil May Cry? It might have been one of the Devil May Cries, yeah. Or yeah, Devil May Cry. I was watching that, and I was really impressed by it. And, um, God, the Dark Souls run. Didn't watch all of it. Yeah, I, I mean, when we, we left, watch at, like, you, we were tuned in down here. We left, and he was, like, at 26 bosses in under an hour. Yeah. Or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a lot. This is so much good going on. Half the time I tune in and I'm like, I don't even care what game they're playing. I'll just watch them play. Right. And especially they had a lot more. Or it felt like they had a lot more races between speed racers this year. Yeah. Because it's like half the time I tuned in and it's like two people competing to try and see who can finish the game first. 
See, and like my my favorite runs are when they do like even if it's any percent without glitches, because games are monumentally harder when you're not glitching a system. Yeah, if you've been able to memorize everything that you need to to get this whatever fucking time to beat a game, whether it be an any percent, hundred percent, or whatever, it's like good on you. Like mm-hmm. fuck your memory, man. Yeah, that's why like glitchless glitched any percent and hundred percent are all very different categories of speed run because it it's some people are like oh glitched isn't real and it's like i you have to it's its own category it's totally its own category because watching some of these people take advantage of things that are built into games that shouldn't be there and manage to make it work and like just do it because they remember how to exactly kick off a really weird glitch is amazing right like the spiral run that we watched the other day he he glitched into the last boss yeah i find that stuff fascinating because that also breaks into like game development when you get things like in uh speed running hotline miami there's the car you exit in the beginning of the game and once you exit the car you can't go back in the car right but inside the car is the hitbox to leave the level that unlocks once you defeated everyone in that area and once you enter the house you're going to be running through for hotline miami you can't exit it again so people have figured out you can bait someone in the house for some levels to come out to try and fight you, back them into the car, punch them out so their body animation crosses over the car, and when you go to finish them by choking them, it clips you into the animation to leave the level. Oh my god. I'm like, what? Somebody had to sit there like, and figure that out. and then, So that kind of stuff is incredible. Yeah. It's its own skill. It's not by any means as powerful as 100%ing any game. And still doing it as fast as possible. But that's why they're different categories. That's why most speedrunners are very upfront about what they're doing. I completely forgot that on last Sunday, I played Journey all the way through again, trying to find every scarf piece in the game. And I must have still missed at least one because I still don't have my white cloak. (laughs) I'm upset about it. I think it'll be easier the next time you do it because I found an IGN article, which I know I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth, that I found an IGN. IGN is only good for walkthroughs. I found an IGN article that I trust. But is I it think, an article like written in old school text format? No, it's got pictures. Oh. I only want the text. I want it to be like a dot txt. That's all I want. That's what most of the walkthroughs are like. I don't know what walkthroughs you're looking up. Kingdom because Hearts. Every even Kingdom Hearts. Every walkthrough I look at on IGN has pictures, which is what I'm there for. Because I need a visual. <laughs> picture. it doesn't happen. It does yeah. depend. If I'm trying to find something really specific, it helps to have a picture. But like sometimes, like Pokemon, just just tell me. Just tell me what I need. But So I've already marked in my calendar, um, in the stream calendar, uh, AGDQ and SGDQ for 2018. Yeah. Or 2018. Wow, 2020. Oh, where are we? Hindsight going, is 2020. We're going back. Um, but for 2020, because I... I'm going to put it out there right now so everyone knows ahead of time. From here on in, if it's a GDQ event, I'm not streaming. Yeah. It's too big within the gaming community, the live streaming community, and just everything in general. And you know what? The, the way I looked at it when you were like, well, I should have just taken this week off, is like, think of it as a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I, I aim to go to one of them next year. Right. It always happened that two of the stream nights, exactly at the time that you started streaming, it was something... 
that I want that I wanted to tune into. But yeah. I was also like, I know it's going to be on YouTube later, so like whatever. But it's also like, damn. <laughs> it's like the people that know about about GDQ. I don't want to have to like feel like they're obligated to show up at our streams. Yeah. and not watch a charity event. Yeah, and it's also like. If you're not someone who generally watches GDQ, I want to try and get people to be like, well, if they're not streaming, then I'll go find. So, like, please go watch GDQ. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a game you've ever played before. I've watched plenty of games I never even heard of, but they run through them. And I'm like, this is kind of incredible. And there's something oddly comforting that I can't figure out what it is. But there's something oddly, like, feel good about just watching a speed run. I don't know what it is. It just, like, it's like I'm relaxed. I feel fine. It's weird because, like, sometimes people can explain it so well. It's like watching a Bob Ross painting happen. Yeah. Where it's like, why is this person insanely good and quick at what they're doing, but why is it beautiful? Yeah. yeah. Can you stop? That's, stop it. Please uh, stop drifting on my couch. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to leave a mark. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, moving on from our uh, GDQ nightmare known as our tangents. Um, we're going to speed run that tangent next time. That's fine. Yeah, news yeah. done quick. Yeah, <laughs> whenever we get to the news instead of playing games. Uh, little Cuphead news. Uh, Studio MDHR, developer of Cuphead, has officially delayed Cuphead's final DLC, uh, The Delicious Last Course, until 2020. Oh, no. Yeah, no, It's this is for a good thing, though. Oh, good. Uh, the DLC was originally planned to release sometime later this year, and the studio said they want to continue to polish the DLC and avoid an unhealthy development cycle with their employees and avoid crunch. Yep. Uh, the DLC, when it releases, will add a new island to explore and a new character named Ms. Chalice. That was the other game. You played Cuphead. I played Cuphead for all of 15 minutes. Hell yeah. And realized I need a partner. Proxy. Yeah. Realized um, that we didn't really play Battletoads and Contra for the fun of it. Right. No. <laughs> but, um, you know, I see this. A lot of the developers are starting to do this now because, like, even what was the last crunch controversy? I don't remember. Was it? There's been it's so many. It's usually epic because they are a company that desperately believes. Well, no, in there crunch. was there was another one with an actual AAA game. Um, was, was it, it Red Dead? Destiny Two, maybe. It was more. Oh no, because uh, Bungie's, Bungie's the opposite. They don't believe in crunch. I think it was Red Dead Two. Them. The the. It was that was the yeah. last really big one. It was the last big crunch thing. They were like, "Yeah, we're working like hundred hour weeks." Yeah, that was, was the like, one. And a lot, a lot of developers and production companies are like, "This is literally killing our people." Yeah, and it's and the publicity is so bad. As soon as people find out, it's so bad. I can I, can we soapbox for a second? Go ahead. If you work a hundred hours a week at any job, whether you love your job or not. If you work 100 hours a week, you do not see your family, you don't see your kids, you don't see your pets, you barely sleep in your house or your apartment, you only go to work and home. What is the fucking point? I mean, that's the reason why um, burnout is an actual mental illness. Yeah. It's also like, a really good game. Real talk. What? You. Yeah. What is the point? You are giving your life to a job that will replace you in mere hours when you leave see the big thing is is a lot of these people have families and it pays their families yeah i, I hate that like, a lot of working is. for a company that if you were to die a horrible gruesome death the the job posting would hit before your obituary right yeah and it's it's like especially people who are like they work 60 to 80 hour weeks and they still can't pay their bills 
Like, you got to get your fucking life sorted. You got to, like, consolidate your debts. <laughs> Maybe see... A therapist. A therapist, a tax man. Get yourself a shitty job, you know? If you can't pay your bills anyway, what's the point in killing yourself over it? That's my philosophy. Like, what's the point? You know? So many people, when when the Red Dead thing happened, so many people were like, well, I work 100-hour weeks and I'm proud of my work. Like, okay, I hope you shit out your organs because you're eating nothing but garbage because you're never at home to cook. Like, I, Some people just they don't have it in them to have a life outside of work, and work is their life. It's so sad because – It is, but some people just live that way. It's Yeah, and it's sad. It hurts me to think about. Yeah, because I love doing nothing. I have a hard time coming to grips with that, that just – some people just want to work and then wait to work and then wait to work and then, and then die. Wait to die. Yeah. They keep all of their emotions. They call them Protestants. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Work, 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 die. But, um, yeah. I'm I, over my soapbox. I, mean, I just wanted to say that. Uh, soapbox have been put away. Um, but, you know, the thing about companies now realizing that crunch is bad is like, so what if your game gets delayed? So what if it takes longer? Look at Kojima Games. Yeah. Kojima People are willing to wait as long as necessary. Mm -hmm. They announced Death Stranding what, like four years ago? Oh yeah, and they're like, "It's coming next year. It's coming next year. It's coming next year." And then just, Kojima's it like, was "Just, just a short of Norman Reedus waking up on the beach with a fetus, right, crying." Yeah, and that was it. That was the whole trailer. That yep. was it, and we were ready for it it's, then. It's so crazy. Like the amount of people who will complain when a game or a DLC is delayed are absolutely destroyed by the amount of people like us who are like you have to realize that these are human beings right yeah you can't rush a game because you're the exact fucking person who's going to complain when this game is rushed there's been crunched these people haven't slept or eaten or seen their families exactly and it's bad especially like in this case it's dlc like come on it, yeah it really doesn't i don't think then anybody's indie, dev, indie dev i don't so. think anybody's really super mad about it i just like if, no, from the perspective of like, if I were a game developer, I like you got to take the phrase "better late than never" and just flip that into "better late than broken." Better right. Nate than lever. Well, better, better Nate than lever. That's absolutely <laughs> like true. I know Ubisoft has made statements recently, like within the last month, being like, "We're not going to crunch." Yeah. On any of our games that are in development, we're not crunching anymore. Like it's just it's not healthy. Blah blah blah. And you know. Part of it is because they don't want lawsuits yeah. from families who their spouse or whatever die or get sick or whatever. And it's like, well, it's because you crunched, blah, blah, blah. It, it, but at the same time, it, it's it's moving in the right step forward. Yeah. For I, once. For for once, the, the court of public internet opinion vis-a-vis -vis video game crunch time actually did something good. Because it made developers and humans realize that if we find out as a society that you have made people suffer so that I can play a dumb cowboy game, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of dumb cowboy games, the voice actor for Arthur Morgan for Red Dead 2, he said, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, turfs ain't got no friends. Trans rights are human rights. <laughs> He just, I don't know what the context was, like what prompted him to say it, but I just imagine it in like a a rough, gruff cowboy voice, like a Red Dead 2 voice. And I was like, hell yeah, oh, finally, man. more voice actors are good people. 
They usually are because they get a lot of experience and they have a lot of people skills. They meet a lot of people. They meet a lot of fans. And they get shit on all the time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's why they're unionizing as of like recent. Yeah. Good for them. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Moving on from our soapboxy topic. Soapboxy Fox. Soapboxy Fox. um, Into the last topic that at least I have. Yeah. Uh, Some Fallout 76 news. So, Patch 11 is coming soon to Fallout 76. It brings to you raw food and water. or nope. Raw food and drink items will last 50% longer before spoiling and will no longer lose condition after fast travel. Didn't even know that was a thing. Yep, didn't know that was a thing. I, have, I haven't played since, like, the second week was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, adjustments to the beginning of the game for low-level characters have been made, such as characters under level 25 will pay fewer caps to fast travel. Characters under level 15 will have higher disease resistance. And reduced creature difficulty in certain subregions of the game that are accessible early. Yeah, so like when you leave, there's less chance that you're just going to run into the problem I had on day four, where I just ran into super mutant territory, because that's where the game right, told yeah. me to go. That shouldn't happen if you're under it like if you're brand new to the game, that shouldn't happen to you. It should be easier for you to survive. Right. Cause that was torture. Uh updates to item descriptions and crafting descriptions. Uh, there's power armor improvements and fixes and a punch bowl. Uh, you'll be able to add alcohol to the punch bowl for fun times at your camp. Also, nuclear winner, the battle royal mode is out now. Yeah, I don't know when that happened, but I... Well, it initially happened after E3 for that first I, week. I literally couldn't... I, I feel like they were supposed to release it to like test it out, and then they just decided it was there to stay. I literally couldn't be asked to look it up and figure it out, so I figured I'd just throw it in there. <laughs> Cool. That's yeah. all I have. It's also all I have. Same. I'm just still baffled by uh, Armored Core from software. <laughs> and you will be for like a week. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then I'll text you partway through the week and be like, hey, guess what I just bought for PS3 that I haven't played forever? It's Armored Core 5. And you'll be like, why would you spend money on it? Because <laughs> I like it. Because I'm going to put it on my shelf and it's going to look great. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to check that Amazon mystery link. Hell yeah. And such. I've run all out of creative things to say. It's been a very long day. It's also so, really warm in here. And I yeah, think all our brains are melting out of our ears. They definitely are. I'm fine. So we oh will see you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. See ya. Okay, roll the music though. This Week in Gaming is a Yeah Dude Gamers production. Pre-production planning and show outline by Sarah Green. On-air organization and mediation by Morgan. Post-production audio and mixing by me, Josh Needham. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends. And check out our other podcasts, AV Underground, a show where Watson and myself discuss the struggles of getting started as a content creator. We often interview up-and-coming streamers, writers, photographers, and other content creators about their thoughts on getting started. Or Health and Mana, where Annabelle and I review multiplayer games and discuss how gaming ties into our relationship. This podcast has been brought to you by the support of our Patreon backers. To become a backer and show your support for the show, or to find out more about Yadude and what we do, check out yadudegamers.com.
And hey, thanks.